It is the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, and you are listening to the sweetest sounds, the sultry tones, the boisterous boys, the Joint Practices Podcast. Get it, fellas. Yo, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Joint Practices Podcast. We are the podcast for fans by fans. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter at 11thegoat. Joined again tonight on episode 60 by my co-host, Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox, on the Twitter bird at the Knox says, Mr. Knox. No, these two episodes a week thing. We're just flying through these things. Up to 60 already. Feeling pretty good, though. Six and two Minnesota Vikings. Who would have thought after those early struggles? Who would have thought six and two would be a wild card team? For now, you are right. Still eight more games for you to lose. Wouldn't that be disappointing? So just me and Soup tonight. We're gonna hit the pick 'em in a little bit, but first we're gonna hit a little bit of uh, news about our teams and do a little preview. Steven isn't here tonight, but we will go over the Packers, the Packers at the Chargers. Vikings are at the Chiefs this week, and the Eagles finally back home to host the Bears. And that's where I want to start tonight, because this is going to be exciting for the fans. Deshaun Jackson is back at practice and expected to play. From everything I'm hearing, rating, does sound like Deshaun will play. And it's going to be a big step, because the first thing is going to be, can he get through the whole game? If he does, wonderful. Let's keep that up. And once he does get on the field, it's time for this team to prove that standing pat at the trade deadline was okay because now everything's working. Let's take the Bears with a little bit of grain of salt. I mean, we said it about Buffalo. A little bit of grain of salt. Fuck. <laughs> Words are hard. That's what she said. I don't get it. Anyways. That's it. When a man wants to see you. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's time for this team to either be contenders or pretenders. We said last week about the Bills that Josh Allen kind of held the Bills back a little bit. Maybe the Eagles looked a little better than they should have. Well, they're playing another team with a great defense and a quarterback who is not living up to what his expectations were in Mitchell Trubisky. The old tree you know, biscuit. Like, when they made that pick, I was like, these guys are fucking stupid. And then the season played out the way it did last year, and I was like, maybe I was wrong. But ever since, like, especially early on in that game, the few plays that he played against the Vikings, like, he looked so lost and so terrible. And even last week, I was more of the same, just like, He's not the same guy he was last year. I don't know what happened, but like Matt Nagy, really that that block or semi-blocked kick last year just he's like fucking Henry Winkler in the Water Boy. So with Deshaun coming back, hopefully we can get some other guys back soon. Timmy Jernigan, and Vontae Maddox, my man. I know he had that really bad hit in Green Bay from his own guy, but. As long as the neck and the head, everything's cleared up. Can't wait to have him back on the field. 
because Sidney Jones in the slot just ain't cutting it. Make Cole Beasley look like a pro bowler again. If Josh Allen could throw the ball to open receivers, that game probably goes drastically different. True enough. So this this is a a test for the Eagles to maybe even though it is a subpar team, like offensive side of the ball team, build up that momentum because you were on the road for three weeks. You got dismantled by the Vikings and the Cowboys. Now you're coming home finally. You beat the Bills. Now you got the Bears in the link. Next three games are at home. Next time they go on the road is December 1st against the Dolphins. So, But they got the Bears, the bye week. Then they have the Patriots and the Seahawks. So the defense needs to use this game as another momentum builder because the real, real test of how good Howie Roseman is at valuing his players will come when Tom Brady comes to the link. Yikes. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, that's a good... Uh, did, he, uh, did you say next week Eagles settled by? Yeah, so, yes. I mean, that's a good week to have a bye before you play play the Patriots. They kind of are, you know, usually coming off the bye, you'd think it was a you know a little bit of an advantage, but damn Patriots have the same bye week. Yeah, I mean, just gives you time to rest and really prepare for that game. And like you were saying, you know, winning this game, though, is uh, would definitely give you some momentum going into that, that bye week, so... Definitely one you want to win. Um, wasn't it just a few years ago, like three years ago, that the the Patriots were undefeated and ended up losing to the Eagles? <laughs> it was like their only loss of the season or something like that? Yeah, it was Chip Kelly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, so we're looking ahead, but wouldn't that be hilarious to be able to <laughs> spoil that again? Anyway, I just don't. I I hope a couple things happen in this game, and I hope Jordan Howard runs for about 200 yards against his old team and just makes him be like, shit, why'd we get rid of that guy? For a six-round yeah. pick. Thank yeah. you. And then, secondly, I I don't want to see this game be a close game, but I would love to see Eddie Pinheiro miss another kick to lose. <laughs> we'll have it partially blocked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, holy. He makes the first one, but... <laughs> His own coach called the timeout. Holy oh shit. Wouldn't that just, I mean, Matt Nagy's head would explode. Absolutely. Two weeks in a row. On TV. And I'd have the to second see time you've, you know, in as many times that you played the Eagles that you, you miss on a, a kick. Oh. Feel your pain, Matt. I've, I've been there before. Got anything else on this game? All right. So, yep, just real quick. I just wanted to say on the offense, kind of like you said, Run the ball. Get Carson in favorable situations. Just It may not be the prettiest thing, but I think the more beneficial thing is to get them into a rhythm and keep them clicking. You saw at the end of the game against the Bills, they started to click a little bit. They finally got two backs on the field at the same time. I don't know how long I've been asking for that, but... It went for a 65-yard touchdown. Congratulations, Miles Sanders, on your first professional rushing touchdown. He was fucking fast on that play, too. Jesus. Holy shit. Love to see that. 
Love to see that breakaway speed. Finally, we've been craving that for so long. So let's go ahead and uh, I know the Bears defense is pretty good. So let's just move the ball, put enough points on the board and get out of there with a victory. Build up that momentum heading into the week 11 smash map. Yeah, you said it pretty well there. Uh, I think they should look to get the ball out of Carson's hands early, as early and often as they can. You know, just don't give this Bears pass rush an opportunity to to get going and maybe even use their aggressiveness against them and set up some of those screens to those running backs. Man, the screen game looked good against Buffalo. I want to see more of yep. that. Definitely a good team to do it against because, you know, they will be sending some, some big blitz packages Carson's way. We know Carson likes a nice big package. <laughs> This my wiener duck is. <laughs> All right, so the Packers will go to Los Angeles and not San Diego, although they may be routed to Los Angeles through San Diego. We don't know their flight path. So that game's going to happen. It's going to be a game. What do you it's going to be a football game, that's for sure. I mean, this is the way that the Chargers have been playing lately. I mean, this could be a laugher, for sure. I don't. I just the, the way the 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 way that the Packers have been playing. If if they play, you know, true to who they've been, you know, consistently through this year, then I don't even think this this is a contest. You'll have to forgive me. Why's that? Well, if you listen to the show, you know that last week I was at Disney World. Well, at Disney World. We did Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and came home with 17 pounds of candy. And there's Skittles in front of me, and I can't control myself. <laughs> Taste the rainbow, baby. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I think this uh, whole game is just going to be... There's so much discord with the Chargers right now between Phillip Rivers and management, coaching staff, whatever it is. They did beat the Bears, but they probably shouldn't have. I think the Packers are just going to smash them. Like, I don't think this is going to be pretty for the Chargers at all. Yeah, like, it's... Uh, we'll get to the uh, the spreads here in a little bit, but for, the, for me, just if I'm going to go out and bet on a game this week, it's going to be this one because... The Packers are the three-and-a-half-point favorite. Just seems like a no-fucking-brainer. If they don't win by two touchdowns, I'd be surprised. If they surprised. don't win by one touchdown, I'd be surprised. <laughs> I'd be really surprised. Three-and-a-half? Come on. Oh, fuck setting up these lines. i just like to see them keep throwing to the running backs, man. Keep that up. Keep developing that confidence and that rapport with Rodgers and the backs. Keep it going, man. Yeah, and against... Chargers ain't gonna know what to and do with against, that. Like uh, as as many struggles as the uh, Chargers have had so far this year, offensively, um, like this is a this would be a great game for that Packers secondary to kind of get you know get it together and get some confidence. Um, Rivers has thrown seven interceptions this year, so you know there's there's potential there for them to somebody to step up, make a play, and, you know, kind of put all this crap behind them. 
that they've had issues with, you know, covering guys downfield the, the last few weeks. I think it's like four weeks in a row now. Giving up quite a bit of yardage in the passing game, whether it be garbage time or not. Who knows? Just got to shut down the old Keenan Allen show and put yourself in a good position to win, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to shut down Keenan Allen. And Austin Eckler is always a uh, threat in that uh, in that pass game from the running back spot. So, really, those are your two, like, shut them down kind of guys. And then from there, it's, you know, Mel- Melvin Gordon hasn't done shit since he's been back. Absolutely jack yeah. shit. Surprised they didn't move him. That that felt like a no-brain move for me, too. Um, the guy holds out. You bring him back. You don't intend to sign him to, uh, you know, any big contract whatsoever. Why not just get them get him the hell out of there? He's not doing anything for your team. I'll get a compensatory pick for him in two years. Yeah. So. Dumb. I agree. All right, then we can move on to Vikings at the Chefs. Looks good and all, but who are the Chefs? <laughs> the Chef Boy IDs. Again. What are we looking at? Well, it's still a question whether or not uh, Kermit Mahomes is going to play, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Kermit? You heard the fucking guy talk? He sounds like Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that weird hairdo. That's fantastic. He, like, like, literally, if he could get that hairdo up a little higher, he could look like Gerald from Hey Arnold. <laughs> Looks like a fucking open can of corn on top of his head. I mean, that's great. I think a lot of, uh, especially on offense, uh, the things that Green Bay was able to succeed at against this team, you w- you want to do the same, you know. Um, I think it's you definitely. I mean, in the passing game, using those running backs, I mean, it's it's a huge disadvantage uh, for the Chiefs on defense. They don't have you know if you can get those matchups where. You get a linebacker covering Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison. Um, you know, exploit that <laughs> as much as you can. So, uh, you know, I would look to them to go ahead and, you know, set up those running backs out in the slot position or wherever and just see, like, what the matchup's going to be. And, you know, you'll see if it's not a desired matchup, you'll see them pull them back in and uh, stuff like that. But. You definitely want to go to that a couple times at least because Green Bay had great success uh, doing just that. But, uh, you know, I hope that they continue to have success running the ball too. This is just, I I talked a lot, you know, the last couple episodes about how fast this Kansas City uh, offense is. I just, if we run the ball, control the clock, I mean, we had the ball for 13 minutes more than the Washington football team in last week's game. If you can do the same and just keep that offense on the sideline, you know, it's going to mean big things. I want to see a heavy dose Madison and Cook just pound, 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 pound. Long drive. Slow the game down. Yeah, I mean. Because it only takes one stop. To really derail the Chiefs. You, even with Mahomes, you saw what the Colts did. Do that on defense with, you know, 
a, a really high caliber Vikings run game. Night night. That's I mean, from a defensive standpoint, you know, being able to play man defense on these this Chiefs team is like huge. Um, Zimmer likes to go a lot of zone, so that could be problematic. Even if it does end up being Matt Moore that's there, these guys are just so fast, and um, even a couple, you know, Tyreek Hill, those guys know where to sit in those zones and just make the game like super easy for their quarterback. So I don't know. <laughs> we could see some some uh, some crazy points being put up in this game, or you know, we could have that same style like. 17 to 13 game, you know, like the Colts had with them. That's what I'm afraid of. So, um, should be interesting, but, you know, some news from the Vikings. Uh, Adam Thielen was back at practice today uh, off that hamstring injury. Still questionable uh, whether or not he'll play this week. Uh, the Vikings have also designated Josh Doxson. Remember him? Yeah. He's yeah. been on IR. So, um, he is set to return from the IR. I think it's in week 11. So, um, yeah, he could be some wide receiver help there down the road late in the season. Could make a difference. You never know. But some interesting news. Um, cornerback, Holton Hill. Remember him? <laughs> I feel like I've heard this before. Yeah. Remember, he missed the first eight weeks of the season because he's a fucking idiot but <laughs> apparently he is quote unquote ready to get back to work well good job you only missed half the season dummy speaking of fucking idiots J-Ron Curse <laughs> the defensive back for the Vikings was arrested this week on driving while intoxicated charges he was also in possession of a firearm he didn't have a permit for so I mean I felt like <laughs> he th after this year he was probably on his way out of Minnesota. I would definitely say that's a good move uh, for them. I don't know the team's gonna find him, sit him, do anything. I haven't read anything about that, but this is probably <laughs> his last year in Minnesota if the Vikings know what's good for him. But other than that, man, I would love to see a seven and two mark uh, after this week. You know, and then if <laughs> Mahomes doesn't play, yes, I think we have a better opportunity. But the way that the Vikings can have success running the ball, um, I think even if Mahomes does end up playing, that they ha they stand a pretty good chance. Uh, give the Chiefs their fourth loss of the season. How crazy would that be for them to be five and four? Who saw that coming? That be three losses in a row too. Is it three in a row? Did they go Colts, Green Bay? Now this. Uh, let's see. It was. Yeah, they lost to Great the Colts. Radio. They lost to the Texans, and they lost to the Packers. Oh wait, there's one more in there, wasn't there? Uh, chefs. Oh, they beat the That's Broncos. So they lost to the Colts, lost to the Texans, 
beat the donks. Beat the donks in the game. And lost uh, to the Packers. Mahomes wrecked his knee and dislocated his kneecap. And then lost to the the Packers. So that's three losses in four weeks. Let's make it four and five. And they don't have an easy schedule coming up here either. I mean, they got the Vikings, then the Titans, then the Chargers, Raiders, Patriots, Donks, Bears, Chargers. Those are all should be considered, you know. I heard one good team in there. Take out the Raiders and the Broncos, but. (laughs) I heard one good team in there. I mean, the Titans have a strong defense. The Chargers, it's a divisional game. They can do something. I don't believe in... Patriots are going to do something. I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill, so I don't think the Titans really matter. The Patriots game should be interesting. The rest of them, I don't know. Like, So they probably finish like... Bears defense if, will if give they lose fits. this week, they probably finish like, what, 11-5? and five. It would be given four losses? Yep. I say they lose two more games, so I don't know, ten and six. Still good enough to win that division. Probably. <laughs> the honestly, the Raiders are the only team right now that seems like they could even yeah, make the a Raiders run. are three and four. So <laughs> talk about a cake riding a two-game losing streak. But the Bengals have lost eight straight, so there's that. Good news, they can't lose this week. <sighs> oh, they already lost. All right. Vikings, Chiefs. Want to find out who's going to win that? Let's get to the pickle. Hey, pick'em, that's the name of the game Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain Uh, picking spreads over under long shots ah, You know we got it cause our bank rolls on top Steven, enjoy editing that loud noise in your ear You didn't see it coming Jesus, held that note a little bit longer It's been building up for two weeks Yep, had to get it out Alright, week eight, pick'em Recap Eagles at Bills, Packers at Chiefs, Washington at Vikings, and the Browns at the Patriots. Uh, let's see. Eagles, Bills. Bills were a two-point home favorite over under 43. The weather obviously turned that into a drastically different game. So Eagles over win. Steven hit that with the bonus. I hit the over. Steve, you hit the Eagles. And the public hit nothing. So... Uh Packers at Chiefs. Packers were four and a half point road favorite, 48 over under. Packers over hits. That is you, Steve, and you, Steven. I'll take the Packers and the public again. Got nothing. The Nats are three outs away from winning the World Series. And then we had Washington at the Vikings. Vikings 16 point favorite. Fortunately, did not cover. And Steve, you said it last week on the pod. The under was just, just there. Just to be hit. Too easy. Yeah. And for that reason, I was half asleep on a hotel room couch and took the over. I got nothing. And 
nothing. And then you, Stephen, and the public all just got the under on that one. What a what a crazy line, first of all, that it was minus 16. I don't even know if I remember hearing that when we did the pickup. Yeah, I, <laughs> I made a note about it. So I was like, this has got to be the like long the, the largest spread that they've played in like a couple years at least. Yeah, because before the Eagles game, I had heard a stat about the Vikings covering at home, and it was some, like, under Zimmer. It was some astronomical amount, so that sucked. And then the Browns and the Patriots. Patriots were a 10.5-point favorite, 46.5 over-under. Fortunately, it went under, and the public hit the Patriots and the under for the bonus, but... We all, we all we got, we all we need. Oh, can we talk about we got the uh, Patriots? So Freddie Kitchens in that game against the Patriots, um, <laughs> it's fourth down. It was like fourth and eleven, and he marches the punt team out there. They take a false start penalty, and then he sends the the offense back out on the field on fourth and sixteen. Like, and they were at like the, you know, the Patriots are their own like twenty yard line. So they're like deep in their own zone, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm gonna punt." They take five yards, <laughs> and then he's like, "No, wait, we're gonna send the offense back out there." What the fuck is this guy doing? You don't know. Just unbelievable. Like they don't, <laughs> and even watching that game, like they don't take shots down the field. Like <laughs> you have Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham, and they took like. Two, they attempted two throws over 20 yards in the entire game. Just unbelievable. It's so weird that they, you know, I know why they kept Freddie Kitchens. They did not want him to get away to another team as an offensive coordinator when they cleaned house. So they made it, took him from interim and made him the head coach. Well, Greg Williams was the interim coach. I have coach. no idea. Like he wasn't even out. Uh, yeah. Was he? Yeah, okay. And Kitchens was just running the offense or the whatever. running backs coach or something. It shit. just baffles me that they can't, he can't figure out how to run that same magic, how to call those same plays that, you know, it took advantage of every guy on the offense's skill set. I don't get it. Like, what's going on here? I mean, I, I think a large part of it is that offensive line, but. With the the weapons that they have, it's like man. And like I said, even my stud, one of my studs this week, Nick Chubb going for one thirty one against the Patriots, like he did a, a hell of a job. Like that seems like a guy I'd be you know trying to get going every single week. And then you know once you can establish that run, it makes the passing game a lot easier. And you 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 know play action. It's a quarterback's best friend. Like how have we seen you know so many different. Uh, teams go to like the RPO stuff where it's I mean <laughs> it seems like it should be way easier than it is um, again I know it's not you know it's not all rainbows and butterflies like I think it should be but yeah I just I mean it, it seems almost inexplicable that they're still continuing to struggle even though they you know the organization went out there and made a lot of really good moves to uh to help him out. I just can't believe it. They're underperforming, that's for sure. 
So after week eight, the standings as follows. Steve in the basement, 35 points, but you are climbing. Don't worry. I am in third, 38 points. And Steven and the public tied up once again at 41 points. So, Soup, they're within striking distance. We can really get them this week. So, let's get to the big of week nine. Bears at Eagles. Eagles, four and a half point home favorites. 42 over, oh, 42.5 over under. The public is on the Eagles in the over. Steven is um decided to switch from Packer Nation. He is now Bears fan. He told me to tell you guys. <laughs> in Mitchell we trust and he took the Bears and the over. I mean what say you? So I mean the Bears are just awful on offense. I just this is tough. I, I mean, I want to take the Eagles. I think I'm just trying to play through my head right now. Like, how many points do the Eagles have to score to get over 42 and a half? They did just put up a 31 spot on a pretty good defense, but I'm saying I'm gonna go. I don't I'm gonna go, jump Eagle. I'm gonna go Eagles you. and under. Okay, okay. I took the Eagles as well, but I'm gonna take the over because Soupy, we're gonna have the Sean Lamont special this week. I'm going 31-17. I mean, I would be surprised if the Bears could hit 17. I mean, they would have hit 19 last week if not for <laughs> Mr. Eddie Pinheiro. Well, Trubisky has enough to uh, at least do the uh, one deep. They'll have the one busted coverage. Oh, the fucking 75 the double yards. move. <laughs> the Philly special. No pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll score like 13 points, the Bears will, so. Can the Eagles get to 30 on this defense? <laughs> I did say they would score 17, and that means they're going to have to kick a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not. Maybe you're right. Oh, I said 13, so that just means they scored two touchdowns and missed an extra point. Not, not no field goals. <laughs> <laughs> it won't get that close. All right, think that's everybody on that game, right? I believe so. Alrighty, Packers at the Chargers of Los Angeles. Packers three and a half point road favorite, forty-seven and a half over under. The public is on the Packers and the over. Stephen has just called in, and he is switching back to being a Packers fan. And taking the under. For some reason, he switched back. I don't know how you could ever leave Mitch Mitchell like that. He's probably devastated, and now the Bears will lose because he has a broken heart. Steven's taking Packers under. I'm, I'm going to go uh, Packers and over. I talked at length. Not really, but talked about how uh, this offense has struggled. So obviously, because I said that, I think that the the Chargers will spark something up a little bit, be able to put like twenty one, twenty four points, something on the board. But the Packers are going to put up like thirty three. So but yeah, Packers and over. I like the Packers as well, but I am going to take the under. 
if this is going to be the type of game that we talked about where the Packers defense just really asserts themselves, the struggling Chargers finally start imploding. I can see the Packers scoring a good 24 to the 31-ish range, but I don't I don't see the Chargers being able to score enough to hit that over. I'll take the under. What's next? What's next? What's next? Game of the week. The Vikings at the Chefs. There's currently no line for this. It is a pick'em. So, the over-under last week was 42. I guess we can use that. Or See, I don't even know. I don't even this? know how to handle this. I think we just get rid of the over-under and we just go with the pick'em this week. And if you get it, you get the bonus sure. too. All right, that's the way we're going to do it. So this week, yes, there's still no line. I'm sorry, I was just verifying. And there, right? No line yet? No, or no. Or at all? No line, no over-under, no money line, nothing. I, that's so weird. I mean, Mahomes is listed as doubtful on the injury report, so I feel like... A lot of these sports books are just waiting to hear is he or isn't he gonna play, because it does make a, you know, a pretty sizable difference about what you do here. I I, I would feel like if Mahomes is playing, Kansas City is at least a three point favorite, but without him, you know, this could be Minnesota one and a half, you know. So those those four and a half points could make a big difference uh, before the betting starts, and you know, then the the line goes from there, but yeah, this is uh, interesting, but of course I'm going with the V-I-K-I-N-G-S Vikings. I will take the Vikings as well. I think the curious thing about this is the public is on the Chiefs at 50.91%. That's less than 1% split. Between the Vikings and the Chiefs. Yeah, you want it right down the middle, folks. So you, you know when uh, you know people talk about the Trump derangement syndrome, and the people that just get you know pissy about everything that Donald Trump does and says. Um, this public reading to me feels like the Kirk Cousins syndrome. They're just like, well. The Chiefs are a good team, and he doesn't play well against good teams, but he's played well against good teams. He's played well on the road. He's played okay in primetime, like almost 300 yards passing this past week. So I think people need to kind of get over the Kirk Cousins thing. Like I I, I think this coaching staff has really um, gotten the offense in a great spot, and they're, you know, they're still really balanced. And there's so many guys that can help him out uh, out there as far as weapons are concerned. So I think people need to kind of put that behind them a little bit. Also, only guy listed on the injury report for the Vikings this week is Adam Thielen. Hmm. They're getting healthy. That's real good. Guys are coming back from okay. suspensions. Guys are coming back from IR. Hopefully we're must be cool headed for great stuff things. When all your good players play. Oh, man. It's 
it's nice when it's when it's going well. That's for sure. Hopefully <laughs> it continues. Speaking of going well, <laughs> or not going well, <laughs> the turds at the donks, the Browns at the Broncos. The Browns oh, are shits. a three and a half point <laughs> road favorite over under at the whopping thirty nine. Soofy doofy, what Jesus, is this game? I don't even know. What is life? A combined four and eleven, these two teams are. This is the horseshit bowl. Um, you got I got, what Brandon Allen versus Baker Mayfield. I mean, I have to. Yeah, that you didn't know you. Wanted I don't to see. know anything about the Broncos' new quarterback. Um, but I think even if Joe Flacco's playing, I'm still gonna take the Browns. Um, I'm not. I'm gonna go under too because. 40 points between these two teams just seems like I, like awesome. honestly when you see anything under 40 in the over under years like well yeah it's going to go over but the way that these teams have performed I just man I don't believe it I, th- I think like 20 to 13 maybe 20 to 10 tend to agree with almost everything you said, but for some reason I feel like because Flacco's out, these guys are going to want to, you know, ball out. The Browns have a whole lot of proving to do, and, you know, Freddie Kitchen's got to get his finger out of his nose, pick the other one out of his butt cheeks, put together an actual game plan. This is a winnable game. Freddie Kitchens. We're going to call him Boogabum from now on because you just said that. <laughs> hey, old Boogabum. Hey, Boogabum. On the reels. Freddie Kitchens is just going to bring, pull out all the stops, get this offense clicking, get them in a rhythm. All the same stuff we say every friggin' week, it feels like. Oh, man. I just want Freddie Kitchens. I just want him to put up another, like, 40 burger. By themselves. I'm going to take the Browns and the over. Public is going to take the Browns and the under. And hey, this is Stephen calling in from home. And uh, I like the donks in this one and the under because when I was a kid, I had a Bronco toy. It was white. When the fuck did Stephen move to South Carolina? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, I, I mean, I'm getting. Very upset that we decided to do this AFC team thing. <laughs> but let's see. So Steven went with the Browns, who are currently two and five. I went with the Chargers, <laughs> who are currently three and five. And Sean picked the Jaguars, who are four and four. So we definitely uh, picked some real good <laughs> winners uh, as far as the AFC teams are concerned. Clearly, we should yeah, have uh, just, just gone with the gone with a popular vote uh, for our area and just picked the Patriots because nope, we'd have had a lot more to talk about because this is just, I mean, the Browns are just Yeah, but we trash. also started this podcast so we didn't have to talk about the fucking Patriots <laughs> anymore. But in retrospect, we really missed on the Jags because we could have been on the Big Dick Nick front f- 
to start yeah, for a week and then and we'd a be half. riding we'd be riding the gardener Minshew train right now we'd all be sitting With in our rides? houses in jorts and mustaches <laughs> you offering i mean he's still like I, I mean for all things considered the 13 touchdowns and two interceptions like he is stepping up and doing a pretty damn good job but i don't know you're still four and four like Man, the AFC South is real fucking interesting. Let me tell you what. Texans and Colts. Well, Colts are five and two. Texans five and three. Jaguars four and four. Titans four and four. Like everybody's over, or at least five hundred in that. I think they're the only uh, division like that. I still think I should have picked the Colts. The Colts would have been fun. But I mean, it didn't. <laughs> It definitely didn't look like it was gonna go well when Andrew Luck retires. But do you think yeah, he's like kicking himself that. over that right now? Like, how good that team is no. and he's not there. I think he's just happy he can get his body out of bed. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, the Washington Nationals have just opened it up to a six to two lead in the top of the ninth. Jesus. I feel like the Nats are going to win the World Series. And with that, folks, episode 60, a 60-burger, is completed here on the Joint Practices Podcast. If you're still listening, thank you for listening to our podcast, the podcast for fans, by fans. Hit us up on Twitter, at Joint Practices. We have 26 followers. More would be cool. Come on our show and talk to us. Just send us a tweet at Joint Practices and say, I want to be on your show. We will literally put you on an episode. I'm at 11thegoat, Steve's at the Knox Says, and for Steven at StevenJPP, it's up, yo. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, if you're listening, why don't you go ahead and rate the podcast? Five stars preferred. That's how good we are. Uh, you go ahead and write a nice little review. Like, these guys are friggin' awesome. Go ahead and subscribe so that get notifications when the new episodes are available to you. And if you'd like to play on the Twitter bird this week, or well, this episode, why don't you use that hashtag, Ding Dongs. <laughs> Is it Hostess? Is that a Hostess treat? Ding Dongs? It's not a little Debbie. That's that's definitely a Hostess thing. Where's the cream filling? It's an even better hashtag. Yeah, hashtag Ding Dongs. Dang dong. <laughs> Let us know you're listening. Uh, we'd like to hear from anybody. Maybe get a follower or two on the Twitter account for the uh, Joint Practices Podcast, this podcast that you're listening to. We like to have fun with these hashtags, don't you? And I miss you being <laughs> being here. You <laughs> <laughs> get the ding dongs flowing, you know? Yeah. At least it wasn't the hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, real quick, Steve just told you guys to rate, review, and subscribe, and just on a whim, I said, we always say that. We never check and see if anybody did it. We actually had a review. Have you seen this? <laughs> no, I haven't. Is it good? It came in on October 19th from TitansFan207. I think I know who uh, it I is. I do, too. It says, great podcast. Love, love the for the fans, by the fans aspect of it. Keep up the great work, boys. Tighten up. Very nice. Oh, that's your boy. Yeah. That's 
and he gave five stars so if you're gonna leave a rating just so you know there's something wrong with apple's thing you can only do five stars right now i don't know what's wrong with it even if you hate us just give us five stars thanks yeah i mean thanks for stopping by uh real quick before we uh, head out i did want to note that uh you know it, it, it's great to see when uh these professional athletes go out and do great things in their community uh earlier today kurt cousins went out and took uh 50 homeless kids that you know their their family's struggling right now took them out took them shopping let them all buy a uh, halloween costume for them this year so really cool to uh see see guys getting out there and you know contributing to help you know the less the less 84 million guarantees exactly put it back into the community a little bit help the less fortunate um obviously kirk's a great guy uh, great family man like to see stuff like this um yeah help these kids out you know struggling families and you go out and do something like that to boost their spirits a little bit around this you know these holiday times so we're i mean we're only like a month away we're less than a month away from thanksgiving you know but you're here excellent to see so kudos mr kirk cousins oh absolutely before we go this is the last one pps pps whatever it is soup i'm gonna give you some wide receivers um titans in the nfl okay tyler boyd obj kelsey kittle kamara cooks Le'Veon bell Ertz, dj moore Tariq cohen robbie anderson randall cobb dd westbrook it's a pretty good list of running uh wide receivers right oh there's some tight ends in there too and running backs tight ends yep did you know that the Saints' backup quarterback, Taysom Hill, has more receiving touchdowns than all those guys? Any of them. <laughs> do they? Yeah, I just. That's some funny shit. The shit that they do with him. That's down funny there, right there. It's, just, it's amazing. That guy's quite the athlete. That's for damn sure. But makes me wonder what somebody could have done with Tebow if he was just willing to, you know, get on the field in any capacity. Yeah, it, it's true. I'm not saying he should have been a tight end, Dad. Calm down. <laughs> But it, I mean, again, like, it's it's interesting to see, you know, when these things happen. When you know teams ask players to, hey, we think we can, you know, use you in this this part of our, you know, our offensive scheme or whatever. Even you know guys like Julian Edelman, are quarterbacks in college, and then they they move on to be wide receivers, like, and they find a lot of success, like. Interesting to see. I mean, you know, it, it, the guy's on the field though for like everything, special teams or whatever. So, hell of an athlete. But yeah, just great. I mean, that's a crazy stat. You think of all those great uh, offensive players that don't have as many receiving touchdowns as a third-string quarterback. Good stuff, right? That is nice. That's a nice little uh, nugget. Podcast. Bottom of the ninth, two outs. Nats about to win the World Series. Have a good night. Flag with fly. Skull Vikings. Oh yeah, this is my turn. Oh. Uh.
Go pack go. <laughs> the cheese over the bolts. <laughs> Love you, teams. Your nipples recover from chastity. <laughs> we out. Hopefully, we got this part up.